A store clerk shoots an armed robber and the mother of the suspect calls 911. here. My son's been shot. Federal officials say they are cracking down on violent crime and drug deals in Cumberland County and the Cape Fear region. We will not stand back and let crime rates and drug addiction continue to rise. And the Harnett County deputy who was shot is now out of the hospital. These stories and more on episode 13 of Crime Time for Friday, April 27th on FayObserver.com, featuring Fayetteville Observer police and crime reporter Nancy McCleary. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news and hearing from those involved. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Let's get started. Fayetteville police say two men entered the five-star BP station about 9.50 p.m. on Wednesday, April 25th, planning to rob the store. They entered wearing masks. Shots were fired. Yes, ma'am. We just had shots fired right at uh, down here on uh, Cedar Creek Road at the BP station, right beside the uh, Hampton Inn Suites. Okay. Damn right, he heard it. I heard it too. I was standing right out here. I turned around. I heard pat pat. Huh? You want my lighter? Yeah. I heard pat 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 pat, and that's why I was like. The store clerk was armed and fired toward the robbers, striking 19-year-old David Glenn Perry. Police say. The two men left the store and apparently went to Perry's house where Perry's mother frantically called 911 seeking help for her son who had been shot. That sets the scene for what happened. Let's turn to Nancy McCleary for the details. Perry and Noah Lee Rousey, who is also 19, have each been charged with attempted robbery with a dangerous weapon and felony conspiracy to commit robbery with a dangerous weapon um, in the robbery of this store on Cedar Creek Road. Um, Police say store clerk Bassam Alberetti, quote, equipped himself with his own firearm, unquote. Um, And that was when he he shot poor Mr. Perry. Um, Rousey appeared in district court today for his first appearance hearing, and it was discovered there that he was actually out on $20,000 bail, um, having been charged in March with robbery with a dangerous weapon. Um, uh, after learning that, Judge David Hasty increased Mr. Rousey's bail to $400,000. Mr. Perry, I think, is still undergoing medical treatment. We'll see how this turns out. It's a, an amazing story, and the, the, the store clerk was prepared. Yes, he was. It's like taking a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It it, uh, it didn't work out well, well for anybody because no, the, the, no. The, the store clerk had to defend himself as well. Take North Carolina back. That's the campaign being launched by federal officials as they try to crack down on violent crime and drug dealers in Cumberland County in the Cape Fear region. And that was the message from U.S. Attorney Robert Higdon at a news conference in Fayetteville. Let me tell you this very clearly. We will not stand back and let crime rates and drug addiction continue to rise. We will not allow the progress made over the last two decades to slip through our fingers. 
We will not cede one block, not one street corner, not one neighborhood to violent thugs or people who are pushing drugs. Nancy, you attended the news conference where Higdon outlined the initiative. I think most of us, well, I guess unless you're a violent criminal or a drug dealer, are in favor of this. Give us the inside scoop. How are they going to do it? Um, Mr. Higdon laid out specific steps that federal prosecutors working with local law enforcement agencies and district attorneys will take. Together, national, state, and local lawmen will work to identify specific people involved in violent crimes of selling heroin or opioids and go after them. Federal programs that once proved effective but deteriorated over recent years will be resurrected, Mr. Higdon said. And, you know, while the feds are officially launching the initiative, at least publicly during this this news conference this week, and and Higdon's going around the state doing the same thing in, in other areas, it's already had some success, I understand. We're taking it back from people like Genesis Witted, who was prosecuted in this from this area. He was a leader of the Bloods gang called Addicted to Money. He and his crew trafficked drugs, and they tortured victims during armed home invasion robberies. He was convicted at trial earlier this year, and he was sentenced to 35 years in prison. That's the type of response that we're going to give. Mr. Higdon also cited a recent trial in which jurors found Donovan Dave Dixon of Fayetteville guilty on 20 counts of unlawfully distributing oxycodone for legitimate medical purposes. Dixon, whose practice was in Pembroke, is awaiting sentencing in U.S. District Court for the Eastern District. Higdon said the process, the court process works faster at the federal level, and that will aid the community in getting criminals off the street um, more quickly um, than going through local state courts. Mr. Higdon cited a January robbery of a Lumberton bank in which four men exchanged gunfire with Lumberton police and Robinson County deputies as they fled. Eventually, the four were caught. Two of the men have already pleaded guilty to charges in federal court, while the other two are awaiting a jury trial. That is interesting you mentioned that, Nancy, because I know we've talked about all three of these cases mentioned in this segment uh, on crime time, and I was surprised that bank robbery was in January, and just last week, bang, yeah. uh, two of them pled guilty, and away we go. So yeah. that, that's a perfect example. And all this planned, uh, you know, certainly sounds good to those of us law-abiding, I guess, quoting McGruff, as, as we, if we will. <laughs> the feds are trying to take a bite out of crime. On April 2nd, a 15-year-old driving a 2017 Kia drove through a red light at Old Wilmington Road where a Cumberland County deputy had stopped. A brief pursuit ensued, then was called off. The teen then read another red light at Eastern Boulevard and Russell Street and hit another vehicle. Now, charges have been brought against the unidentified teen. Juvenile petitions for two counts of second-degree murder have been filed against the driver in the crash that killed two passengers in his vehicle. Additional petitions have been filed for three counts each of hit-and-run, an assault with a deadly weapon inflicting serious bodily injury, and one count each of misdemeanor hit-and-run, speeding, no operator's license, and a red light violation. The teen has not been identified because under the state law he is a juvenile. Therefore, his identity remains unknown. Uh, Nancy, do you know, will this teen be charged as a juvenile or or an adult, or is it uh, too early to to make that decision? 
Well, District Attorney said, Bill, I'm sorry, District Attorney Billy West said that um, this teenager can be tried as an adult um, if a judge makes that determination. Um, and if he is, in fact, tried as an adult, he will be identified at that time. Um, but juvenile petitions have to be served to start the process, according to Mr. West. Okay. And, we, you know, we talked about this case a week or two ago on Crime Time when it all uh, started to develop. Have you learned anything since then? What exactly was going on at the time prior to the wreck? Why was a 15-year-old out driving with other passengers in the car? Why run the red light then try to run from the scene of the accident? Any, any other details? Well, I heard somewhere, and please don't hold me to this, but that other people in the car, the other, um, he had four passengers, I believe, in his car, um, were yelling at him to stop and to quit driving like that. Um, Officials have not said. That's just what I heard. Um, I have no reason. I mean, I have no idea why this teenager ran the red light. I'm guessing it was because he was trying to get away from the Cumberland County deputy who had all had attempted to stop the vehicle but had called off the chase because he couldn't keep up with the vehicle um and as for him leaving the scene let me venture out on a limb here and guess, go for it guess he wasn't real keen on waiting for police to arrest him yeah there you go it's going to be interesting to watch how this develops and see exactly what was happening that night if we ever uh, get to that point where we know about it publicly I, I would like to say that the passengers who died were 17 year old moses jackson and 18 year old asia boca two other passengers in the kia and the driver of the other vehicle involved in the wreck were taken to Cape Fear Valley Medical Center with life with injuries that were not life threatening. I tell you what, here on Crime Time, let's 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 have some good news for a change. Some good news sure. out of Harnett County this week. Um, that's right. Harnett County Sheriff's Corporal Eric Cook Jr. was released from UNC Hospitals in Chapel Hill on Tuesday, April twenty fourth. Cook is the officer who was shot in the face and the chest while trying to apprehend a teenager earlier this month. Cook was trying to stop 16-year-old Mario Garza III on a dirt path behind a furniture store off NC-87, according to Harnett County Sheriff Wayne Coates. When Cook tried to call for backup, Garza pushed him and shot him twice. Garza was captured a few hours after the shooting. He has been charged with attempted first-degree murder on a law enforcement officer. Let me say one thing here because this was another thing that Mr. Higdon mentioned in that news conference about cracking down. They are specifically going to go for people. They are specifically going to go after people um, who who threaten or injure law enforcement officers. Well, that will be good. I, I know part of this story, which wasn't in this segment that uh, I believe uh, Garza's parents had filed a missing persons report. The deputy just happened to see Garza walking along this path and went to approach him to try to find out, uh, is this the teenager we're looking for? And right. it happened to be, and, and uh, it didn't go well from, for them, from either one uh, perspective, 
really. But but that is good news. It's good to see the deputy out of the hospital. And, and it's been good to see the community, how they have rallied around the Cook family and the Harnett County Sheriff's Office. A, a GoFundMe account was established. There have been other community fundraising efforts. All good to see. Our next story is about a police chase that ended when the suspect's vehicle crashed. Fill us in on this one, Nance. Uh, Devon Terrell Green led U.S. Marshals Fayetteville Police and Cumberland County Sheriff's deputies on a pursuit that ended in wreck on Eastern Boulevard on Tuesday, April 24th. Turns out that Green, who was from Fayetteville, was wanted on two counts of shooting into an occupied vehicle in December and for failing to appear in court on multiple occasions. Well, you know, as for the chase... We we see him on TV and and we love watching him on TV. But but this is is real life and 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 it's no joke and it's not entertainment. But but what happened there? How, how did all this start? Apparently, the U.S. Marshals um, who who were involved and the police they they saw Mr. Green um, as I understand it. It was somewhere on Ramsey Street and it came on to Grove Street. Um, Green, Mr. Green, who was driving a Chevrolet passenger car, um, traveled south on Eastern Boulevard toward NC-87, got onto the highway and traveled to Owen Drive, and then turned onto Gillespie Street, traveling to the Walmart Shopping Center. From there, Green turned around and traveled back to Eastern Boulevard, where he wrecked near the Fayetteville Public Works Building, Fayetteville Police Sergeant Sean Strepe said. No injuries were reported. Um, I think by the time he got to the detention center to be processed, he was complaining of some pain. Yeah, well, for him, thank, thank goodness nobody else uh, was hurt. You know, we've seen these uh, in the news where there's a, a police. I say chase. It doesn't have to be a hundred miles an hour. No, it and doesn't. you're just driving along, minding your own business, and somebody's trying to get away from authorities who they know they're going to jail for a long, perhaps a long period of time, and so they're they're willing to do anything. And fortunately, in this case, it all ended for the best. Uh, the person they were after were caught. He'll have his day in court. We'll see from happens from there. From the police blotter, one person was killed, another injured when someone fired gunshots into a Fayetteville home just after midnight, Thursday, April 26, according to police. It happened on the 6500 block of St. Louis Street. Two neighbors said Thursday morning they heard gunfire, followed by people screaming. Those people did not want to be identified for publication. Police have not released the names of the shooting victims. Anyone with information about the shooting can call Detective A. Caldwell at 366 366- Five eight five three. That's three six six fifty eight fifty three. Or Crime Stoppers at four eight three tips four eight three eight four seven seven. Fayetteville Cumberland County Crime Stoppers offering a cash reward of up to one thousand dollars for information submitted to Crime Stoppers that leads to an arrest. A Fayetteville man who was on federal probation for drug charges was arrested Wednesday, April twenty fifth after the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office, including Sheriff Ennis Wright, ex- executed a search warrant at the man's residence in the Massey Hill neighborhood. Mark Anthony Whitaker of the 1900 block of Powell Street is charged with possession with intent to sell, deliver, 
sell and deliver heroin, manufacturing heroin, possession with intent to sell and deliver cocaine, manufacturing cocaine, maintaining a drug dwelling, and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. In May of 1993, according to court documents, Whitaker pled, he pled guilty in federal court to several drug charges. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison and was released on July 30, 2015, documents said. Upon his release from prison, he was placed on supervised probation for 10 years. I don't think this is going to go down well for him. No, no, and, and you mentioned it was it was federal court, exactly. and this may come exactly. up again, and that goes yes. back to uh, to uh, Higdon and his news conference that he had earlier this week, and this is all, uh, all coming together. Well, Nancy, that's it for Episode 13, Lucky 13 of Crime Time for Friday, April 27th. If you enjoyed it, feel free to spread the word, and as we say, if you didn't enjoy tell your friends they might like it also join Jacqueline Shambaugh and me for the 910 preps podcast it's posted Monday nights we talk about high school sports in Cumberland County in the Cape Fear region we welcome your comments and suggestions for crime time you can reach me Nancy McCleary by email at n McCleary that's two c's m c c l e a r y M-O-U-S. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Any, sorry, that's totally unprofessional. But anyway, N. McCleary. N. McCleary at FayObserver.com or on Twitter at F-O underscore McCleary and just look for tweets about cute dogs. There there you go. You, you can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones at FayObserver.com or on Twitter at F-O Sonny Jones, no underscore for me on Twitter. (laughs) Again, thanks so much for listening. Nancy, thank you for your time. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time.